0: Hi, my name is Shloma Salsa, founder of Purpose Creates Impact, host of the Teenage Impact podcast, where you will find the inspiration to get over your struggles as a teenage kid. I was bullied, had anxiety, depression, had friends pass away, and battled confidence issues for a majority of my life. Whether you have the same issues as me, feel lonely, face challenges in your home, or in school, I'm going to be interviewing people who overcame these struggles and provide you with tips on how you can overcome yours. By the end of this episode, I want you to rate and comment on what you think of the podcast. This will allow the podcast to be ranked higher and serve more teenagers. Hi, everyone. This is Shlomo Salson, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast. And today, I have Hala Taha with me. How are you, Hala? Hi,
1: happy to be here.
0: Thank you very much for doing this. And uh, Hala actually reminds me a lot of me when I was a teenager. She was an underdog. She went through a lot of trial and error as a teenage child. She She didn't make the volleyball, cheerleading squad. She didn't, you know... She didn't make it in a talent show. She didn't win student. Body. She didn't win president freshman year in high school and college. And she had a lot of trials and tribulations growing up as a kid. But that actually benefited her in the long run because, as an adult, she is now the host and creator of Young and Profiting podcast, which has thousands of uh, downloads. And she's helping millennials become more financially free. So. Um, Hala, let us, uh, Let. how about you tell everyone your story as a teenager and how everything came about?
1: Sure. So um, as a teenager, I would say that I was pretty average. Um, average grades, you know, average level of popularity and social life. I was just very average and not because I wasn't trying. It was because I I would keep trying to do things and they wouldn't really pan out. So I ended up getting a lot of experiences trying to try new things. Um, But a lot of the things didn't exactly work out how I wanted them to be. So you mentioned a couple examples. Um, I tried out for the cheerleading team in high school. I didn't make it. Even though I was, you know, pretty athletic, I played soccer all my life and everything like that. But I didn't make it. I tried out for the volleyball team. I'm pretty petite and I was a little bit too short. I didn't make it. Um, I used to be in the plays, um, but I was never the lead, even though hands down, I probably had the best voice in school. I went on to record an album in college and um, ended up being the star of my plays in college. But in high school, it's like nobody could see me almost. um, And I just felt invisible. And, um, you know, thankfully, I was really good at singing, and I did used to get solos every concert. So that was the one area um, in my, you know, teenage career that I excelled at was singing, and I would get a, a solo at every concert, and um, was in special chorus, and used to go in the morning and things like that. So that was one area that I excelled. Thankfully, because I think that really helped my confidence, and it helped me be able to speak um, in public spaces and be confident because I used to have to sing in front of you know the whole student student body Um, but but then again I tried out for the talent show like I said I had the best voice in school and then they didn't put me in the talent show and so it almost was that it's it's like you know when the rich get richer and the poor get poorer it's like they kept giving the same kids the same opportunities and I was you know, excluded from those opportunities. And it might have been that I wasn't confident enough. It might, you know, I can't say that it was totally um, an environmental issue. It might have been, you know, my issue. Maybe I I wasn't um, exerting enough positivity or, you know, there was something about my aura where I was never selected for the things that I was trying to do. And um, that could have been only my fault. It could have been a product of my environment. When I was um, in high school, that's when 9-11 happened. And I'm Palestinian. And um, I remember immediately being like way less popular than I was and losing a lot of friends. And you know, I think that might've had to do a lot with the fact that I was not chosen for a lot of things like being the lead in a play and things like that, that has a lot of visibility. I don't think they wanted an Arab teenager to, to be in that position. Um,
0: and is this in in New York?
1: Yeah, this was in New Jersey and I was in a very like, um, I was probably the most ethnic person in my whole school. Uh Everybody was white. Um, and, and I think that also like not to play that card cause I'm not positive that it, that's what it was, but it's a <laughs> little weird that then I got to college and I just excelled. And it was just like, I was, you know, very popular lead in all the plays, vice president of my sorority, like, you know, everything that I tried, I, I was good at all of a sudden. That's
0: awesome. That's <laughs> you know, awesome.
1: And, and, and it's just funny that in high school, it wasn't that way, but I don't know exactly what it was.
0: Yeah, let's go back to, uh, I know middle school, you you mentioned that you were in below average classes in some of your classes. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, what made the teachers put you in those classes versus some of the other students?
1: Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was. So it was particularly in math. I was put into this like remedial math class <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um and it might've just been a couple of bad test scores, you know, and then I was put into, into those classes. Um, eventually I got out of them, um, you know, through hard work and, and proving myself, but I, I just want people to remember, um, if you like, for me, if you fast forward to my MBA two years ago, I graduated with a 4.0 number one in my class. Congrats! Right. Thank you. But you know, when I was in seventh grade, I was in the remedial math class. So it's like things can change, you can change, you can evolve. Even if you're in a place right now where you feel like you're in a lower level class or you don't feel like you're as smart as your peers, like you can catch up. You can always catch up and you can end up, you know, beating them in the future in terms of, you know, where you are in your career and your education.
0: Okay. And in high school, when the things don't play out the way you wanted to, did you go home and tell your parents or did you share with anyone how you felt?
1: Yeah. I, I used to get devastated every time I was just, you know, I was immature and I would get upset about it. And, um, Luckily, I have the type of personality where I keep trying and trying and trying again. It didn't stop me from, you know, when I didn't make cheerleading, it didn't stop me from not trying out for volleyball, you know? And so I, I think it's always good to definitely get back on the horse, no matter what happens and have that type of spirit. Because if I if I let high school dictate my life, I would be a complete loser right now. mm mm-hmm you know and I'm not a loser <laughs> so it's like you can't let past situations dictate your future uh, but as far as sharing it with other people yeah I mean I told my parents um, I told my friends I was I was definitely vocal about it
0: uh-huh. and did that affect you and other parts of your life like your studies or your social life
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think not making some of those things definitely impacted my social life. I would have had more friends, met more people, had I, you know, made those teams. Um, But I did have my own group, a circle of friends. You know, I made the most of it, and it is what it is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and now you're in college. What college did you go to?
1: New Jersey Institute of Technology.
0: Okay. What was that switch that had you go from? Um, the person not making it to becoming now popular in college? Was it the sorority?
1: The sorority helped. So immediately when I got into college, I was recruited for a sorority and that definitely put me into a group of women who had similar interests. So I definitely think that that helped. Um, But I just think that I was able to start over. I was able to start with a a clean slate. I was in a diverse school. Um, Most of the people in school were boys, and so I was, you know, a girl, which gave me the edge as well. Um, and, you know, just get, getting the chance to start all over and, and be my own person and, and have, having that clean slate, um, it just gave me a chance to shine, you know, and, and people didn't have that past image of me where, you know, in high school, like I said, I didn't make those things and I, I didn't really get to do all the things that I really wanted to do. Um, and then in college, it's like, I was just given chances and Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I met those opportunities successfully. And then I was given more chances and I just kind of, you know, um, escalated from there.
0: What would you say some of your strengths are? My strengths? Yeah. When you were in college, as you're going by, I know you were in a talk show. You had your own talk show at one point, uh, with a few people and, was communicating and building relationship. Would you say you discovered that in college or was that later on in life?
1: Yeah. I mean, I was always an outgoing person. I wasn't like, I had friends in high school. Mm -hmm. I was always outgoing, but definitely yes. In college, um, as far as my, my social skills excelled, um, my first position in the sorority was recruitment chair and I would go out and recruit girls for our sorority. Um, so that's one example of how my social skills helped me. Um, So yeah, I definitely have great communication skills. I went to school for marketing and communication. So that definitely helped. And I don't know, I just found myself. And the other thing I want to bring up is the law of attraction. So when I was in college, I got very into the law of attraction. Um, I don't know if anybody has heard of Abraham and Esther Hicks they're authors that write about the law of attraction. And really it helped me understand that basically whatever you believe you can bring about in your life. And so I started really getting into visualization, um, just affirmations and being positive. And I think that really helped me. I think that changed my aura in the world and helped me attract new things. And I think that was a major switch. I think that, Me, like by luck, when I first started college, I was given an opportunity. I was given chances to be more social, to, to excel in different situations. Um, And then I think I took it to the next level when I really got into the law of attraction, then I just started being more confident, started being more intentional. um, And then that really helped me take it to the next level. Um, I got an internship at Hot 97. I was Angie Martinez's assistant. I ended up dropping out of school for a little bit to take this internship. And that's the point where my life really started to differentiate from other people my age. When all of a sudden I started becoming way more successful than all my peers. Uh, that was the point. And I think being into the law of attraction got me there.
0: What do you think? That's, that's amazing, by the way. Because, uh, like I said, our stories. Definitely relate. I was put into intensive reading, not math. I was good at math, but I was put into intensive reading. And then in high school, I felt like I o- always had to overcome something. I was known as that token brown Jewish guy because you know my parents are from India and Pakistan, and then my um, I have a Jewish heritage, and so I was always getting made fun of for my religion and my re- race, and then. Um, I joined cross-country, and I remember one of my first races, I got dead last place. I really had to overcome that challenge of being the slowest kid in class. And then college also came along, um, like you, and it was just a turning point for me. I joined a fraternity, which I became less shy, um, more outgoing, and trying to inspire people. And I'm a strong believer in law of attraction because the more focused you are, the universe will work for you. Mm -hmm. what do you think the biggest change was for you between high school and college
1: the biggest change yeah um I don't think that I changed I think my environment changed I was put in a new environment I was given a chance to start all over And I made a better first impression. So I think Mm -hmm. that that's what the difference was. It was a new environment. I was given a second chance and I was able to shine and people saw me for who I was, not for the fact that I was Arabic or, or anything like that, or what I was like in middle school or, you know, and also I was like kind of an an ugly duckling, (laughs) I would say. I mean, I was like, you know, pretty in high school, but I don't think anybody noticed you know, and then I got to college and I was the prettiest girl in school all of a sudden <laughs> and, and, and it was way different. So it just, it was my environment that changed and people saw me for who I was at the present moment, not who I was when I was a child.
0: Hala, I'm I'm very glad you said that because people many times think there's always something wrong with them. And 99.9% of the time there's not because it's who you hang out with. You know, you can have someone appreciating you on one end and the other person completely making fun of you on the other end. And what you did was you change your environment. And I think that's the most, the best tip you can give someone is not change yeah. yourself. It's really change who you hang out with because you'll become more positive. Agreed. Let's go into your internship um, okay. that happened. And then you started your talk show host. Can you go into a dive deeper a little bit into that and your post-college experience?
1: Sure. Um, So I didn't end up being a talk show host. I'll get into exactly what I did. So um, my junior year of college, I got an internship at Hot 97. I started out in the production department, um, did really well there. And then Angie Martinez, who was the voice of New York, she's like the number one radio personality with the number one show in New York City. She recruited me to be her assistant. And that was like my second internship. And then she wanted me to be there more often. And I ended up dropping out of school for about one and a half years to take this opportunity with her. And so that was such a great experience. I met every famous person you could imagine. Um, I used to make my money mostly like going out to parties with the DJs and um, co-hosting showcases with them and, and selling tickets to um, artists who wanted to be involved in like talent showcases and things like that. So it was a really cool experience. I got really into the music industry and um, you know, started my public persona. At that time, Twitter was really popular. And so like I gained a lot of momentum on Twitter. And like I said, I was just like had all these artist connections. And I started blogging for one of the DJs. His name is DJ Enough. He had a a pretty popular blog site. And I used to do like video blogs, um, where I would interview some artists like after they'd go on Angie's show. After the show, I do like a quick interview with them. And, you know, posted up on his blog. And so that was, like, my first time doing, like, any type of media where I was, like, the, the, the focus and, and doing interviews. And I was back in college. Um, so then one thing led to another. And I ended up wanting to go back to school. And I stopped working at Hot 7. Um, also, just FYI, there's not much money in radio. And thank God I did that. <laughs> um, so I went back to school graduated and my senior year what, what, um, what was my final year in college I started a blog site and it was the sorority of hip-hop strawberryblunt.com um, and basically it was a way to empower women in the music industry and I recruited about 12 girls to start um, through twitter and craigslist <laughs> and wow. I basically had all these girls apply to be a part of this blog site um, and I picked the girls, I like can pick them, they all had to have like industry jobs. So we had girls that worked at BH1 and complex and all the like a lot of major places. Um, and everybody kind of had their own angle, whether they wanted to write about music or fashion or do interviews. And so I started this blog. And um, I learned how to do websites, how to create websites like in two weeks by myself, youtube using the internet um i launched like a wordpress site i set it up i taught everybody how to blog and you know we started this website and within the first month we were like the thirty thousandth most popular website in the world out of millions and millions and millions of websites so we got noticed like immediately wow Um, so that was really cool um i could keep going if you want (laughs) oh
0: no keep going i'm listening yeah
1: um so in addition to the blog, we had a radio show. We ended up having four different internet radio shows. Um, and basically back then there was no such thing as podcasts. They, they were called online radio shows and they used to be at like a facility. Um, and, and basically we had our own show and we used to invite upcoming artists, um, even some artists that were on the radio, um, like Fabulous and uh, Soldier Boy, things like that we've had. Um, and so we wow. used to interview them and um we used to host parties to make money host concerts and that's what i was doing like you know right out of college um technically still in college but just only because i had dropped out for two years but yeah yeah i was like you know early like early to mid-20s yeah
0: wow so it's in your late 20s that's when you stopped the blog correct
1: yeah, so um, when I was about twenty-seven, is when I shut down the blog site. Okay, why is that? Um, but well, it's a long story. But basically, we were recruited by MTV for our own reality TV show, and that was the second time we were recruited by MTV. And we shot a pilot. They must have invested like two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars into the pilot. They gave us a studio on Broadway in New York City. Um, they followed me around. I was the lead in the show, followed me around my family, my boyfriend, um, and basically filmed us for two months and, um, really got our hopes up because this was the second time they did this and, um, we were getting paid and everything like that. And, you know, they told us we were 99% getting a show. All the girls were super excited. And then we didn't get the show again for the second time. And at that point I felt like, you know, I had, uh, 50 girls in the blog, uh, running the blog with me at that point under me, um, in the sorority of hip hop. And I felt like everybody was looking at me to make them successful. And there was just so much pressure and stress on me that I, I shut down the blog side. I couldn't take it anymore because, um, getting a reality TV show re- would have really taken us to the next level. And for me, I was working really, really, really hard. And that was my full-time thing where all the other girls, they were maybe doing it part-time um, other than like one other girl, Melissa Sweets. And we just felt like we needed to focus on our own career. So I stopped the blog site and I went and got my MBA.
0: And what would you say the biggest lesson out of all that was?
1: The biggest lesson was that sometimes I wish that I kept going, and I wonder, like, you know, they have that image of a cartoon where the guy's, like, mining for gold, and, like, yeah, there's, like, one sliver has- of of, of <laughs> dirt between him and the gold. That's what I feel like I probably was at, and I just couldn't see it at the time, which kind of stinks. Like people still tell me like, what happened to your blog? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, we shut it down. But then again, um, experiences are everything. And without that experience, I wouldn't have this podcast now because that's where I really honed my interviewing chops. That's where I learned how to do digital marketing. That's why I was able to get a corporate job and a career. I taught myself how to video edit, audio edit, graphic design, web design, um, had so much more skills than a lot of other people. Um, because of that experience, and even though it failed, it was very successful. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a matter of perspective. And um, I also met a lot of my lifelong friends on that journey. Um, memories that so many people probably will never have um you know getting filmed by MTV and throwing concert and having like a dance show that was filmed and like it's pretty oh, awesome
0: it's, like,
1: it's it's pretty awesome I would love to like, be there <laughs> yeah it's like it was an amazing experience um had i like i don't know everything happens for a reason we shut it down it is what it is um but i i definitely learned a lot and gained a lot of skills and experiences and memories
0: mm-hmm. and you got your mba you got a 4.0 correct you said yeah um, on your journey, Well, now we're not going to talk present time uh, for a bit, but on your journey, you're putting all this pressure on yourself. You're excelling. Things are not working out. Did you ever feel anxious or anxiety?
1: Yeah, of course. I definitely felt like, um, a bit of a failure at times all my siblings are doctors right mm-hmm. so I have three siblings are all doctors and I was this like black sheep that had like a hip-hop blog site you know <laughs> so you have to like think about how insecure that made me feel and that's probably another reason why I shut down the blog because I was like damn it I was about to be famous now how many sisters do you have I have two brothers and a sister.
0: Two brothers and a sister.
1: And so, yeah, I definitely used to be really anxious about not making it. And um, it was because I had a lot of outside pressure. And I think that that's another reason why I ended up shutting down the blog site is because I wanted to be super successful and it just wasn't happening fast enough. So and, I, I used to be very anxious.
0: And what did your parents say about all this? Um, did your parents try to pressure you to go into medicine?
1: Oh yeah. Um, they tried to pressure me to do anything other than what I was doing. So they were very unsupportive of me up until, you know, recently until I, like once I got my MBA, my relationship with my parents, like drastically improved. Um, they were like semi supportive. I won't say that they like had totally outcasted me, but it was very difficult, um, to do what I was doing. Um, and get their support, because they really wanted me to be successful. And, you know, they're immigrant parents, and they didn't really understand what I was doing. Um, Now, they're super proud of me. And and they always loved me. And and they didn't treat me unfairly or anything. But um, it wasn't perfect. And I I do feel that definitely influenced my decisions.
0: Yeah, I I bet you a lot of immigrant parent, uh, immigrant children can relate Because parents work really hard in their own country to bring their children here. And a lot of times they they want their kids to become doctors, lawyers, engineers, accountants, whatever it may be, a high-paying profession. And then when you go into entrepreneurship, there's all this uncertainty. Yeah, exactly. And they can't see the full picture. But sometimes you have to go against the grain in order to fulfill your own purpose and be happy with what you're accomplishing. And then later on, they will come.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Okay. Now, present time, you run Young and Profiting, and you, you also have a LinkedIn influence.
1: Yeah.
0: Of so, over what, 20,000? Yes. How did you get into that?
1: Yeah. So um, basically, I, so I got my MBA. I went to corporate, right? Um, I worked at Hewlett Packard Enterprise for um, four or five years. Um, My last year at Hewlett Packard, I decided I was going to start a podcast. And basically, I missed radio. I wanted to merge my passions of business and broadcasting and start something new and also help people in the progress. So I started Young and Profiting Podcast um, about a year ago. And, you know, I just did it. I can't really tell you much else other than the fact that I knew how to do everything already. I knew how to audio edit, I knew marketing, I knew how to interview people and immediately out the gate, I got um, two really big authors to come on my first episode and you know, just really worked hard and things took off. Um, I have a team now over 10 people work for my podcast. Um, They're all um, pretty much like interns, assistants, um, but it's really cool. Great, amazing team. Couldn't do it without them. And, you know, it's just an amazing experience. Like I love my podcast and I'm so thankful for all my past experiences because now I get to do something that I think is truly impactful and very meaningful. It's no longer like about celebrity gossip and kind of this meaningless stuff. It's very meaningful, educational content. And I think it's really fulfilling and I I love what I'm doing right now.
0: That's awesome. And how did you get into uh, LinkedIn?
1: Um, well, LinkedIn is a social media platform that I just decided was my best chance at getting in touch with my target audience. So, um, you know, I started at 1000 followers or something over a year ago. Um, but I was very familiar with LinkedIn from running company pages, um, for different companies over the years, as I, you know, was making money part-time while I was doing the Story of hip hop and then also at HP and just, you know, put my strategies together and used all the different skills I have acquired to start growing a following. Mm
0: -hmm. Now let's move on to the last section of the podcast. You're a teenager right now. You're in high school and you haven't made certain teams. You haven't made a volleyball cheerleading team. You haven't uh, made a talent show, the president. What uh, you're disappointed about, you feel like a failure what advice would you give your young yourself?
1: My advice would be to stay positive and work on yourself. Try to get outsiders to tell you where you can improve yourself. Because for me, there must have been something wrong with me. I must have not been projecting confidence. I must have not been physically fit enough. I must have. It, there must have been something that I could have improved. And I think that if I had the knowledge back then to get feedback from others so that I could improve myself and to not be afraid of getting negative feedback and to not be afraid of putting the work to improve yourself, I think that would have been very beneficial. And then the other side of the coin is to realize that while there is definitely room to improve yourself, sometimes it's your environment. And to kind of just keep my head up that in time there will be more opportunities, keep trying keep pushing through.
0: Mm -hmm. And what about, uh, you come from immigrant parents. What about uh, the kids who want to start their own journey, want to start their passion project, but their family doesn't support them?
1: Yeah, I would say you, you should definitely follow your passion because when you follow your passion, work comes effortlessly and you end up taking a lot more action. Right. And so definitely follow your passion but the other side of the coin is that you need to sustain yourself. So you need to find a balance between sustaining yourself and finding a passion. So for me, even right now, I have a podcast, but I have a full-time job. I have a job at a great company called Disney streaming services. I have an amazing career that I spend 75 to 80% of my time on. Right. And then my podcast gets, you know, 15% of my time. So I think that, or 25% of my time, whatever it is, so I think that you need to have a balance. Um, you can't expect your parents to support you forever, right? You can't, um, you also don't want to be broke. So you need to be responsible. Um, so I would say find a job that you love that helps you grow skills that you'll need for your passion, right? So true. And and also, you know, give yourself the experiences you need. Um, so if you're working a full-time job, try do, getting a side hustle, right? Mm-hmm. Dip your toes into what you want to do. See if you really like it. But make sure that you're, you have a good balance and that you're also gaining skills that will be able to provide you financially in the future, provide for you financially.
0: Mm-hmm. And just to build off of that, if you're 16, 17 years old, getting a job, don't get a minimum wage paying job at like McDonald's or the movie theater. Um, try to find a job. Think about your long term, what you'd like to do and try to find a job that will pay you for your passion.
1: Yeah. Um, and I would say, don't be af- ashamed of having a low level job.
0: Yeah. You
1: will never, you never know what skills you'll gain from uh, an experience like that. For example, I worked retail mm-hmm. um, uh, my whole high school career. And that definitely helped me be outgoing once I got to college, right? Absolutely. Because I was able to walk up to anyone and help me with sales. Um, even if it's, it's like a McDonald's job, will still give you some value, you That's know,
0: true. yeah, I worked at the movie theater and I don't regret that either.
1: Yeah. So it's like it's like every every everybody like, you know, depending on your age, it's it's hard to get different jobs, but just get the experience, I mm-hmm. would say. Doesn't matter what it is really.
0: Absolutely. Where can people find you, Hala?
1: You can find me on LinkedIn. Search okay. for my name. It's Hala Taha. Also you can find me on Young and Profiting Podcasts. We're on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, any podcast app, just search for us. Young and profiting, and yeah, it was a pleasure to be on.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome, thank you. And for my subscribers and followers, I'm starting something new. I'm starting a Instagram close friends group. So if you're a teenager that's going through something in life, and you feel like you don't have any direction, you feel like you need someone to talk to or some guidance, go follow me on Instagram. My handle name is at Salson. It is in the description. Follow me, DM me, and let me know that you want to join my close friends group and I will add you. Cool. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.